Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Patient 3A Gridiron Podcast, where we talk about everything happening on the gridiron from sideline to sideline. I'm one of your hosts, Sam. Joining me as always, Xander and Caden. Let's get started. We are going to have a fun little episode for you today where we discuss everything that happened in Super Bowl 56, and we're going to start off by doing a little segment that we like to call the Certified Not Ass Club, where we highlight players who haven't had a star shine on them until today. And we're going to go off some of the rules here real quick before we start. We're obviously not going to nominate anybody who is obviously not ass. So we're not going to put Matthew Stafford on this list. We know he's not ass. Aaron Donald does not belong on the Certified Not Ass Club because he's just not ass already. That's as a given. So any obvious people that you can think of, any top 10 player in any position, is already on the Certified Not Ass Club. So that doesn't count. But we are going to be giving we're going to be shedding light on some of the players that haven't gotten enough recognition until their most recent performance. So, I'm going to start with you know, it's tough losing a Super Bowl. You don't really see yourself coming back from that. There's a lot of, there's a fear of a Super Bowl hangover, you know, but you've been playing well all season if you're my guy at least. And there are some calls that could have gone your way particularly at the end of the game, and no matter how bad that that ring is going to feel not being on your hand, <laughs> you have something better. You have a nomination into the Certified Not Ass Club, which is so much Most better. Prestigious Most prestigious club in all of football. Most prestigious honor in all of football, exactly. And I'm going to nominate Logan Wilson, linebacker for the Cincinnati Bengals. Logan Wilson had a stud game. He was in the living in the Rams' backfield, stuffing runs because the Rams' run defense, or not, excuse me, the Bengals' run defense was just on point all game on Sunday. I think their longest run was seven yards, correct, by Matthew yeah. Stafford. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that was the right. longest one. I think you're right. And Logan Wilson was all up in that thing. He had... Yeah. Eight solo tackles, one assist for a total of nine. He had one pass defended and two uh, tackles for assistant tackle, tackles for loss. And he had really good, really good coverage on. Wasn't it Cooper Cup on that final drive that was called defensive holding? But if you look at the replay, yeah, keep in mind that is a third and goal. It's about third and eight or nine. You don't get that call. It's fourth and eight or I'm nine, sorry. and that's your ball game I'm right there. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, it's hold- it was holding. I'm it was not. You you are delusional. I just don't. I just okay. Here's the thing. How are we going to call that holding? Which he wasn't really holding on to any specific body part. He wasn't restricting him when yes. he was trying to release off of his route. He wasn't. I'm sorry, Xander. He was yes, not. He grabbed his jersey. That's no, he did the not. His he fist is on his side. His fist yeah, is on his no. side closed. How can he have a Regardless, hold of the jersey not, with a closed fist? I'll tell you what anyway. was holding, though. I will tell you what was Whatever, holding, whatever. It's not. But you know, Jalen Ramsey held T. Higgins okay. on the first that drive. That should have. I agree. Okay. That was okay. also okay. holding. We're getting sidetracked. We're getting sidetracked. No matter how uh, this this game went, I felt that one of the big players in that Cincinnati defense until that last drive was Logan Wilson, captaining that defense. And I, I, I think that Logan Wilson, despite not having the, the hoisting Lombardi trophy, does deserve recognition for the way he played 
So, Logan Wilson, congratulations on becoming the first nominee into the Certified Not Ass Club. Let's hear it for Logan Wilson. Yeah! Okay. you? Yeah, capping off of what Sam just said, uh, Logan Wilson and that Bengals defense only holding the Rams to 43 rushing yards. That's pretty impressive when the Rams have been able to run all over pretty much anybody they play. They have three um, good backs, too. Three mm-hmm. good backs. Um, yeah, my, my uh, certified not-ass club player um, is a pretty underrated player, I feel like. Uh, really stepped up big during the Bengals' playoff run. Um, per, I think he progress, progressively got better and better each game that the Bengals uh, won. Starting from when they played the Raiders, which was probably the Bengals' roughest game. Uh, Joe Burrow uh, getting kind of kind of pressured here and there. But then you go to the Titans game. You ain't going to win a game, but they did uh, with nine sacks. The Bengals line played terrible. Next game they played against the Chiefs. They actually did really good that game. I only think he got sacked maybe once or twice. And Joe Burrow twice. had, yeah, he had scramble beautiful. That game yeah, too. Joe Burrow was pressured a lot, but he did what he had to do: get the ball out quick and make plays with his legs, which ultimately won him the game. But in this game, within the first three quarters, um, a player that I'm going to nominate is the Bengals center Lamont Galliard, who, keep in mind, was elevated um, from the practice squad, claimed from the Cardinals. Midway through the season, and was that starting center throughout the playoffs. I think he deserves some recognition for not only um, keeping the <clears throat> the Bengals sackless within the first three quarters, to also helping um, both of their guards on either side when Aaron Donald was there. Aaron Donald only had two sacks that game. Are you saying only two sacks? Like that's bad, kid. Uh, no, I'm not saying only two sacks, but realistically, going into that game, you're looking like, oh, geez, look, the Titans was were able to sack Joe Burrow nine times, almost ten. Didn't the Rams sack him seven times? They did. He did sack him seven times, but that's not all on Aaron that's Donald. That's why I don't no, know I about agree. it. It's not all no, Aaron but what, I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. I know. I I'm, just, like, I'm just saying. No, yeah. This is, a, this is a pivotal player who... Almost, they almost shut down that Rams D line. They played really good that first three quarters. I just especially feel like, Lamont Gilliard. Like, he he really like, did. I just feel like the, in hindsight, you look at the seven sacks they gave up from the interior defensive line. You had to think a lot of those sacks weren't coming off the edge. A lot of it was interior defensive line and the pocket collapsed. It, it was the it was the schemes, man. The Bengals just could not adjust to their schemes that they were sending. That's right. They were doing a lot of stunts. Running mm-hmm. a lot of inside the Bengals just dropping Von Miller inside inside the B gap. Exactly, he got sacks. Off. I'm pretty sure he also had two sacks. Yeah, yeah Von got like one and a half. He got a good amount. Mm-hmm. He's up there. Sean Robinson also came up clutch. That just yep. The Rams defense did what they needed to do, uh, and they came up and showed out in the fourth quarter when they need needed to win the game, and they did. Aaron Donald's pressure on Joe Burrow. That's what won him the game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's my player, Lamont Gilliard from the Bengals. All right. The number two player on the Certified Not Ask Club. All right. 
All right. So to build off that, I'm also going to go with a trench dog. And as a former defensive lineman myself, I absolutely love doing this. Um, when you're a defensive tackle, especially on an already star-studded defensive line, you're going to get overshadowed by Vaughn uh, Miller. You're going to get sh- overshadowed by Aaron Donald. That's just a given. So I'm going to shed some light. I'm going to do that. And Caden, you actually name-dropped him. So I appreciate you for that. I'm going to say Sean Robinson. Mm-hmm. Six solo tackles, one assist. He even got a sack in there. And it was actually being highlighted throughout the game. Um, they were saying, well, don't run the ball when Sean Robinson's in there. And the more you watched, the more you were just impressed by everything he was doing. And when he's not in there, I saw Mixon break off a couple 10-plus yard runs. Then he gets back in there, not getting anything. And that's what you need out of a defensive tackle. And you can't ask for much better out of a DT. So, Sean Robinson, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah! I like it. I like it. All righty. Now, we are going to segue into our Super Bowl recap. Thank you for joining us into our first installment of the Certified Not Ass Club. Okay, welcome back. And I don't know, boys. I felt like Super Bowl 56 was a pretty entertaining game. Even though it wasn't super high scoring as maybe even later super, these past Super Bowls, like I was hoping for an Eagles Patriots part two, but um, <laughs> even when like the teams weren't scoring for most of the third and fourth quarter, I was pretty entertained because like I was I was entertained on watching these defenses step up, and I'm going to make a pretty significant take here that <laughs> the people might agree with me, they might not. I- I'm not going to shit on Matthew Stafford and his game-winning drive, because I I thought that was very impressive to do that against a very talented secondary, and obviously Cooper Cup Matthew Stafford's chemistry is off the charts. But I'm not going to take anything away from that drive. That was a really good drive. But I feel like the Rams' D-line won that game for the Los Angeles Rams, because... Once you get into that second half and all really all they need to do is to just extend the lead and they can just keep their momentum going the game's over for the Bengals. But they just kept giving up every, every, either it was either three and out or it was a sack. Well that's that could lead to three and out. Okay, so never mind. But it was usually always three and outs for the uh for the Rams stopping them. So they was they were always getting these stops in the third quarter. Yes, they had that miscue because they missed a flag from T. Higgins in the first 15 seconds of the half. But yeah. um, the Rams' D-line really stepped up and won them that game in the second half. They really needed that momentum change, and they finally got, got it. And Stafford wasn't doing that great, too, in the second half until that last drive from him. Because either it was either it was either his receivers dropping the, uh, the football to get an interception, or they just couldn't get the run game going. Like, they were trying to do all game, but they couldn't do it. They so, never got that run game going. No, it was painful no. to watch. Like, it looked, like I thought, I, like, when, when, when they first started the game, I was like, okay, well, they're going to get this run game going. They're going to run all over them. Because, like, they were getting, like, some pretty good chunks until they didn't. 
then they just like start stuffing them the whole way through. So I don't know. I I I and you obviously got to have that fourth down play um to end the game with Aaron Donald just being himself and breaking through a a, a double team, I assume. And sacking <laughs> Joe Burrow and giving me Vietnam flashbacks from when Jimmy Garoppolo threw that depor- desperation pass two weeks prior. So, uh, yeah, and somehow Joe Burrow, it wasn't a bad throw either. No, it's Joe Burrow. I've been seeing fucking... replays, and everyone's just like, P. Ryan, if you dug off for you might have got it. This? Nah, man, and I was like, P. Ryan, die for that hoe, bro. Shit. Oh, my God. But, you know, we all knew that eventually this Bengals' poor offensive line was going to catch up to him, right? Yep. Like, I mean, they've gotten away with it a couple times, but against, against that Rams. Rams team. And think about what it took for the Bengals to even get the lead in this game. They have mm-hmm. that missed, that blatantly missed offensive pass interference from T. Higgins to lead to a touchdown. And then they had a dropped a dropped pass that was intercepted. And mm-hmm. they needed that to even be in the lead at any point. Mm-hmm. And on the Rams side, they've had their miscues and they came back from them. And I think that's very impressive. Even though they, their offense didn't look too great throughout most of the mm-hmm. second half when they, needed it, talking, when they yeah. needed it, not it. Yeah. And if we're talking about the miscues from the Rams side, Matthew Stafford kind of like exposed himself a little bit. I kind of saw it already as a divisional opponent. You know, I watch Stafford all the time. But if and he's been kind of giving this up all year, but it's not as more blatant as it was in the Super Bowl. When when McVay's scheme starts to run out and they start doing desperation-ish plays, like when they start running these screens and these tight these um these end arounds and these these end around passes it just goes when the scheme starts to fail them or it starts to like go sideways stafford will just look deep and go for the deepest man and just say fuck it someone's down there he's been doing that a lot this year and it's worked out but like i remember in his first 49ers game he like just said fuck it odell's down there somewhere and he gets picked off and the same thing happened with jesse bates in the end of the half, he said, fuck it. His receiver's down there somewhere, and it got picked off by Jesse Bates. It was Jimmy Ward that picked it off in uh, the Niners game, but it was picked off by Jesse Bates in the Super Bowl. And I just feel like that's one of his biggest... Uh, I feel like that's too much confidence, and I feel like that... I feel like if we're talking about miscues from the Rams, I feel like that's one of the biggest ones, is that Stafford kind of throws caution to the wind when the scheme starts to fail him. And I'm not saying this makes me – it makes me sound like Stafford can't survive without the scheme. He can. He has arm talent. He's not bad. He's very, very good. He actually has arm talent compared to other quarterbacks who need the scheme to survive. Stafford can go off script, but you can – but it's like – it's not his strong suit going off script is my point. That could See, be I'm going to disagree with you on that. Um, when the Rams traded for Stafford, they traded for a guy that's going to do more for you than Jared Goff. And I think a lot of their thinking on bringing him in is that he can 
make these. He can make a nine that he call can't do. I'm, I'm not. No, I'm not denying in the middle that. of a play. Uh, I'm just saying, and, if we're talking about the miscues from that game, it was it was Stafford saying "fuck it" and just throwing caution to the wind, and going deep because he was directing yeah, traffic down the field. That's what you get out of momentum. Stafford, and you when you get that from him, you also have the chance of the big play. And I think Stafford makes the big play more times than he throws the interception. And that's what the Rams needed out of a quarterback. Jared Goff held them back because when Jared Goff gets out of the system, he's going to take the sack. He's going to throw the ball away. And sure, one time that's better than an interception. But when you have to do that every single time the, the system doesn't work, the system doesn't bail you out, it's going to cause you to lose games because you don't go for the big shot. Mm-hmm. Hey, and you're you can, your head. What do you think about that? Sorry, keep going, yeah. and I'll just I'll, I'll but, react. Yeah, you you get you've seen these kind of guys that will, when the play breaks down, take the big shot. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You look at Aaron Rodgers. Um, you look at Russell Wilson, and maybe the most notable guy that does this, Brett Favre are all Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. Like, who are the Super Bowl winning quarterbacks that won't do that? Joe Flacco? The original Joe Seisty. Yeah, the original. You got Joe Flacco. And, I mean, you want your quarterback to do that, I think. At least in my eyes, I want my quarterback to do things like that, try to take the top off the defense. And when he threw that – when he threw that second interception, that wasn't what was fault. that? What was that? Yes, it was. I agree. But what was that? Like mid third quarter. But it was a momentum change that put him in, and that put him inside the uh, that put the yeah. It was it was right at the end of the third quarter. Yeah. So at that point, you're trying to make a play, but even if you do mess it up, you have plenty of game left. Mm-hmm. I just and in a one possession game with how good the defense has been. I, I don't know. I I don't think it's as much of a downside. I get what you're saying. I get you. I I guess I mis- I misexplained it, but I just feel like if we're talking about the miscues, that was one of the big ones for the Rams was Stafford's um Stafford's just um all going off script and it not working out. That could have mm. potentially changed the momentum. Basically, is my is my point but Kane you were shaking your head what do you feel about that um I agree and disagree with both of you um um from watching the from from watching Stafford play for the Lions for 12 years prior he does go for that big play and I feel I agree with Xander that's what makes Matthew Stafford good he has that arm talent and that ability to make those big plays but yeah, it's also his downfall, which I agree with Sam. There's times where he just chucks it up. Like he has a little too much faith in his receivers. You know what I mean? Because he's always had a big guy like Calvin Johnson or Kenny Galladay to make those big plays. And we've all seen those highlight plays and those amazing catches that he has in those throws. But yeah, that that was really close because I'm pretty sure the Bengals got a field goal off of that interception in the it's the the Jesse Bates one where he did scramble throw out and the, I I if I'm Stafford I'm not making that throw I I think that was a poor decision because where he's at he's rolling to his right he has to set his feet throw across his body and 
it was it was a good like 45 yard throw right airtime wise and it it was in that left corner of the end zone where you have a, a corner underneath and then a safety trailing and that's what jesse bates made a good play and trailed all the way across the field while that ball was hanging in the air and it was it was underthrown. and realistically i don't think matthew stafford uh, makes that throw across his body and Van Jefferson. I, I Van Jefferson just wasn't in a good position to even make that play. Cause he's waiting there. He's it's like a jump ball, but you have the team swarming and Jesse Bates waiting. Mm-hmm. I think if you're Matthew Stafford, you have to look at that and be like, Do I do I really need to give my guy an opportunity when the fav- the odds are against me? No, I say you just throw it throw it out of bounds. Because he's rolling you out of bounds. You could have, yeah, you could have even Do you guys or- have what down and distance it was when that happened? I want to say it was a, it was it was definitely a third down. So it if a it's third a third something. down, if it's a third down, what's the risk? If, the, if you don't get it, you're punting. I anyways, see that, so but punting. the thing is, no, no, because they're the they're in. I'm I want to I want to say they're in field goal range at this time. They they were they're uh, they're a little across midfield. It was third and fourteen. It was third and fourteen, and Stafford threw it from about. It was third and fourteen. Stafford threw it for him about midfield. Then I like that play call even more. I like that decision even more on a third and fourteen. Why not? You're gonna punt because, anyways after. Because no, if you're not gonna because take the field I would goal I would still try and try and get in the field goal range. Realistically, if I'm the Rams, I, I actually, actually want to correct okay. myself. I think after Jesse Bates had that pick, that was the Joe Burrow. Th- throw touchdown or not joe burrow joe mixon's thrown touchdown i want to say after no 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 that was earlier no this is this after the jesse bates what was was the score what was the score right at right before they it was 13 picked it off it was 13 10 jesse bates uh picked it off and then that guy came into the fucking end zone and sallied with them um and then they put him back (laughs) yeah you're right this or whatever that put him back on their own 10 or five yeah, I'll take Matt oh, Stafford right. planned that to happen. He knew the guy was going to come out and celebrate that. He just got him pinned back on the ten. No way, dude! That's so <laughs> but, crazy to me. But I just feel like that was one of the miscues. It's just Stafford, um, not having that jump ball receiver yet. But we'll see. Yeah, and I mean, uh, the one gripe I guess I will have is I don't think you throw that ball to Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson. I guess, I guess that was the matchup he liked, threat. but fuck it, you know. Very talented deep threat. Yeah, I, I agree. You don't throw – exactly. Also, you look who's down there on the field. I'm pretty sure Cooper Cup's on the right side of the field and Matthew Stafford's rolling left. He's not going to mm-hmm. set well, his feet then, and throw across his here's, body. Here's that's also a, that's a another thing, six. though. Here's the other thing, though. You got a wide open check down on your left side with Cam Akers. I would just dump it off to him and see what yards he could get to get you into field goal range. Even if you do get into fourth down, I bet he runs it to at least inside the 37, and that could give you a, tr- a shot. But and I, I trust want to Mac say Gay. they I had a delay of game. That. I trust Mac. I want to say that. they had a delay of game to get into that third and 14. Now that I think about it. They did have a delay of game. That sounds right. Yeah. That sounds right. No, it was a holding. It was a first down. But it was actually a first down before that. It was they they got a first down on the third and nine, but I think it was a holding call that brought them back. Yeah, it was third mm-hmm. and nine that they converted for a first down that was got called back for holding. 
and that made it a third and 14. Very interesting. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah, I, that was, that, this is a good game to analyze though. There's a lot of, there's a lot of yeah. stories behind it all. Back to that uh, Joe Mixon touchdown pass. I got to say shout out to Joe Mixon for that beautiful throw to T. Higgins that won me $35. (laughs) And what what guts to call that play right there. In the Super Bowl? You guys ever seen Joe Mixon throw a football? That was a slap in the face to Sean McVay, dude. The Niners just did that to them. Are you kidding me? I know. Like how are they not ready for that, man? They were. The thing is, they called the they called the exact play because if you look at the throw that Debo made to uh, Jawan Jennings, and he's lined up in the backfield. It's literally the same play. It's the same exact. Literally, literally exact design. T Higgins is just a slap in the face. You guys ever seen Joe Mixon throw the ball? He did in college one time. Before then, haven't he threw in college one time and completed it also for a touchdown against Oklahoma. But then we go down to later in the game. Sean McVay tries to strike back and tries to have Cooper Cup throw a ball. Absolute Jimmy Garoppolo type throw from Cooper it Cup. was giving me uh, Julian Edelman, Tom Brady vibes, except that ball was way over his <laughs> freaking head. Man. Than was Julian had it. I know. Julian, Julian at least, like, almost put it up. Brady Julian, hops, that's a, no, no, Brady that, 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 that should have that that been a catch, man. That should have Tom Brady should have caught that bad boy. Honestly, he did. Oh, I bet he would have Brady in the hands. It's just Brady yeah, it hit hand. him in the hands. I know, and then that's where you have the, the LeBron fucking, meme. The one, the one that fucking uh, <laughs> the one that Cooper throw was just like it was. It was hitting the sticks. You know, it was like a, <laughs> it was a concession. See, low key, if I'm Cooper Cup on this play, I was also talking to my dad about this. I you I would just not. Yeah, exactly. I just freaking run the ball. You have an offensive lineman trailing. I'd say you just pump fake Stafford because he is wide open. Get a DB to bite on that, and then you're up the field. Well, or I just, think he got just, the got the handle look too. You know, wanted. low pass. They got low the pass. look that he wanted. I mean, the play call wasn't for Cooper Cup to run it. It was if Matt Stafford's open, throw it to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, but still, you was, know, as a player, was, can I make this throw? And well, they Cooper Cup was completely like one footing that bad boy, like literally off one it foot. Was a hop. Bad that's, foot. It was a bad that, foot. Yeah, Sorry. that's that's why it sailed over him. Mm. If they didn't think he could make the throw, they wouldn't have called the play in the first place. That is true, I but guess. you as the player need to know. You also have to play smart. Cooper Cup's arguably one of the smartest players in the league. I think he knew, and he made the right decision to throw the ball. He just—he's not a quarterback. He was in high school. Probably. Hmm. Every freaking receiver, I swear. I, I, yeah. I bet he caught something at Eastern Washington. Shout out to Eastern Washington. Mm-hmm. Eastern Washington certified not ass club. <laughs> nah, dude. I remember the freaking Ducks smoked them a few years back. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Good old <laughs> Eastern Washington. Been out there a few times. So, oh, speaking of Cooper Cup, what did you guys think of him getting the Super Bowl MVP? I loved it. I'm fine with it. it. Good I for him. With it. You know, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. I do want to say it is a plus and- for the Bengals' defense to holding him under 100 yards for the first time in a long time. I think that's a big plus. It was between him and Aaron Donald, really. People for- you can't forget about how he made that clutch Jet sweep on 
fourth yep, and on one. Fourth down. Yeah, on fourth down. That's a call. Like, if if you game? have a linebacker over that on the left side that isn't mm-hmm. rushing, dude, he is tackled behind that line. I've seen that play know. be Cooper made. Make some moves. Oh yeah. Make some moves. He sees yeah, the but, field. Not, but with the kind He's of smart player he had in the back. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. Know. But I, I actually, when it happened, I said this. I was like, well. You know, when you need it the most, you get the ball in your best player's hands. Crazy, though, is the Bengals have ran that same play against the Chiefs the game prior. That Jamar Chase sweep from the slot motioning across the jet sweep. It's happened multiple times, and that's what torched the Chiefs both times they played. So I'm actually really surprised Sean McVay does it. And see, if he he doesn't make that play, that play is going to be talked about. Oh, yeah. It's going to be one of the... Stupidest play calls in the I history mean, of the Super Bowl. The commentators Bowl. said he was like, "Yeah, if he doesn't get I mean, that, you call, the, you call the play, and if it works, you're a genius, and if it doesn't, you're an idiot." Exactly. But apparently, mm-hmm. well, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily apparently. I mean, Sean McVay turned Jared Goff into a Super Bowl quarterback, mm-hmm. but right now it goes on sam's point scheme that's why you bring a guy like matthew stafford in there who knows how to that was xander's point get out of the scheme i don't i just really hope i you're just saying i don't want to make it sound like i made matthew stafford sound like a no that's all jared goff is is a scheme player coming from alliance fan doesn't work i made it doesn't work come on i I just made it sound like stafford's a, a, a scheme quarterback which he is not Okay. No, no you, that's, he, that's, even that's, when he was in Detroit, he knew. We had some terrible offensive coordinator. Jim Schwartz, terrible. <laughs> well, he, also, I, he, ha, he has, uh, he's a really good quarterback Schwartz, when the play breaks down. Club. Yeah, he is. and to, to be fair, he it's did just, have the best jump ball receiver of all time. Mm-hmm. That's why. I just feel, again, going back to my whole point, target. Just, I feel like if we're – I just feel like Stafford's failed improv- improvisations – Go towards the go towards the negative miscues, the neg the negativity of that offense is sometimes is that he has just a little too much confidence in his non jump ball receivers. But, I agree, and what Xander said uh, when he said, but Xander made great points. Too, more so more more that. times than not, it's a good play. I disagree. I think it's dead fifty fifty. It either does or it doesn't. I don't What's think the TD to interception ratio. Stafford He's three for two. Who, yeah, he, the, he had the most interceptions in the league. Stafford was tied. And he, with, all, he, he also league. had the most interceptions dropped, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he okay, should so, have okay, sure. almost so 30 but, interceptions. But if that's why, all the if receiver that's why defensive backs. It's like, you know. Exactly. Who won that, the Super that Bowl? Who, who was the Stat- Super Bowl winning quarterback this year? Yes, Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford, yeah. okay. That, that's my point. But still, that's not, that's not what we're trying to say. We're just saying yeah, that... Evidence to that too much confidence in when the play breaks down on that deep shot does it turnovers, costly turnovers. But obviously, when you have the Rams defense backing you, it makes you yeah. sleep a little bit better at night. But yeah, again, Stafford we're, definitely we're not really a sleep quarterback. On, I should got to say that. We're really on Stafford. I, I just about cried watching him win a Super Bowl. I just about cried. It was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. Heartwarming. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, it took him one year, the Lions, sorry, Caden, but one year off of the Lions, no no year to get adjusted to the scheme, none of that, 
he goes from historically maybe the worst team of all worst team worst organization of all time and then next year you get him on a decent one and he's a super bowl winning quarterback mm mm-hmm. Well, when you have that supporting cast, it really does yeah. help out. He was, oh, does I'm help. not saying that he like yes, he, Look, like, that was one like, of the most completed like the Rams, teams in yeah. football. It's not like the Rams were like it's not like the Rams needed a culture change. You know, they were already very good. They were already going deep into the playoffs with Jared Goff. So it's not like Stafford I mean, were, just got them. Stafford just elevated them to a different point than they could have. They, they he got them to their potential, really. But Stafford was, was also. Gifted with a stupendous sporting cast. As people say, they were always just quarterback away. They were. I agree. They ha- I feel like, they no, have I feel like Stafford was the missing link. I'm not, yeah, no, I'm not he, disagreeing with clearly, you. Clearly, clearly. Mm-hmm. And it was just so amazing to see. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always fun for me to see all the guys crying. Like Aaron Donald, like – you see Aaron Donald cry, and I'm like, "Wow!" No, same with TV. same with Odell, like, wow. same with Cooper Cup, same with Jalen Ramsey. You see all those oh, guys who are deserving of a Super Bowl. Andrew yeah. Whitworth. Oh, I'm exactly. So damn happy for Andrew Whitworth. Wow, and good good for him beating his former team in the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. What a moment! Yeah. I, I yeah. feel like that is his last game. It, yeah. it has to be. Come if on. I'm Andrew Whitworth, I'm I, retiring. Yeah, okay. you just finish okay. your career on literally the best note possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's also That's let's it. talk about what you guys think about Aaron Donald mulling retirement right now, saying because I see it more and more after the Super Bowl is over now. What's what's Aaron Donald's next move? You think he comes back and tries to go back to back, or do you think I, I do you think, think he I retires? Don't, I don't know where I've been, but like, it was the first time I'd even heard that he was considering retirement like yeah i saw that leading up to the super bowl week yeah like before like that that week before yeah i I, i've been seeing reports saying aaron donald is thinking about retirement if he wins the super bowl that's what i saw how old is he like he's like 34 um yeah i want to i want to say he's low 30s no he's not even 34 he's like 32 yeah he's low 30s I mean, if he wants what to else, retire, what else? Yeah, exactly. He can. He's. I think he's a Hall of Fame player already. He's one. Yeah, well, of, he's, he's one of the greatest defensive player players already. already. If not the greatest, if not the player greatest. of all time. I mean, no disrespect to LP at all. Yeah. But when you talk the top defensive player ever, Aaron Donald is in that conversation. Mm-hmm. And Sam, I know as a Niners fan, you probably are tired of seeing him harass your team. Yes, but believe it or not, the Niners have actually stonewalled. Uh, yeah, I know. Aaron well, Donald. He's arguably the greatest defensive tackle of all time. Well, he but is the greatest defensive. He tackle is the greatest defensive tackle. But yes, and I will if, be. If will you consider Lawrence Taylor an outside linebacker, which is what he's yeah. technically listed at, yeah, he's the greatest defensive lineman of all time, no question. Mm-hmm. But it's just like I have a hard time. I mean, Aaron Donald's still in his prime. Aaron Donald is still, in my opinion, the best player in the NFL to this day. It would just Trent be Williams. so hard. It would just be so hard for me to see him leave the sport when he still has a few good years left. 
But, you know, I don't make that decision. Maybe he wants maybe he wants to be around his family more, which is... It'd be nice a, to be, be around your family before your brain goes into the blender. So maybe he's yeah, just like... Yeah, and I mean, yeah, sure. But now there's so much, like, the technology, everything's so much better. So you have yeah, those cases less. Yeah, I no, don't know. CTE's gone down, so that's nice. But um, anyway, so, like, we're going to have... Right, I'll be happy go for him. If he goes, I'll be happy for him. But it would just be tough for me to see that. Okay. We're going to go into one last point to end it out. This has been a pretty... Coming out of Super Bowl weekend, this has been a pretty uh, contested debate amount around the community. A lot, Some former NFL players have come out and voiced their opinions. Is Matthew Stafford a Hall of Famer just yet? I, I think what he Rich, is. What I, saw I, I think Sherman, he is. I really do. He he. Richard Sherman, and that just pissed next me right year, off. Next year, if he has, if he replicates anywhere close to this season, he's literally in top ten every category for a quarterback. He's literally on the edge right now. He's like ranked eleventh mm. in passing yards, and like tenth or like twelfth in touchdowns. He's right there. And after winning the Super Bowl, come on. He's he's yeah. a few fourth quarter comebacks away from beating Peyton Manning's record of most mm-hmm. fourth quarter comebacks of all time, and uh, Peyton Manning's a Hall of Fame going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback here shortly. Peyton Manning also won five M- MVPs though. Exactly. So it's a little different, but Does, anyway, okay. But say Stafford's on a good team, I guarantee he at least has one. I think if Stafford Matt, would have yeah. career. I think Matt Stafford's career is more impressive than Matt Ryan, who has an MVP. Exactly. I agree with that. I like that. And like I I was saying. I don't know. Matt Ryan's like 10th all time. Matt Ryan's like, he's like 12th, 10th all time in passing yards or some shit like that. I say, I say if Matt Ryan does not retire in this off season, this will be his last year. Okay. We're, we're off topic now, but off topic. Yeah. (laughs) To it, to officially answer your question, I believe that if he is not already after adding a Super Bowl to his resume next year, the year after, whatever you want to say, there's no way Matt Stafford ends his career without being a Hall of Famer at some point in his life. I agree. Hmm. Well, and what do you think on the subject? Tough man, because I do hear what Richard Sherman's saying, but also I disagreed with some of his points because he has been on a piss poor franchise his entire yeah. life. It's it's hey, wait, hold up. How many Super Bowls does Richard Sherman have? Just the one. Just the how one. many Super Bowls does Matt Stafford have? Just the one. Yeah, shut up, Richard Sherman. Uh, yeah, but uh, who knows if Richard Sherman considers himself a Hall of Famer. He probably does, but anyway. Oh, you know he up. does. He's the cockiest player I've ever seen in my damn life. Yeah. Maybe outside yeah. of Ocho. But, mm-hmm. but uh, I, 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 I kind of agree with Xander. If you, um, if you put Stafford on the Rams or even, in, or even on a successful organization with a good supporting cast and just a good front office, I feel like he's been. A, I feel like if you would have put Stafford on a decent team from the start, from the jump, he would have been a top ten quarterback for the past 
10 years, 10 or 12 years. I agree. So it's so I still think here, here, uh, here and there, he is a top 10 quarterback, even when he was with the Lions. He just, I think he was without a doubt this year. I think he was, he was, he has been for the past like six years, he was top 10 quarterback. But, um, so I feel like if, but I'm gonna go off with Caden. I feel like if he does something, if he minorly replicates this year, if he does something that it just sniffs of what he's done this year, he leads. If he leads the Rams to another twelve win season, 10, 11 win season, eleven wins, he leads them to a, a good, decent playoff seating, and maybe uh, gets a Pro Bowl nod. Fuck it, I say put him in the Hall of Fame. But this year, I feel like the thing is, if, if if are we deciding off of this year? Like, if he retired right now, are we deciding? If, okay, if he retired right now, yeah. Matthew okay. Stafford almost had five thousand passing yards. Pretty impressive. So here's the almost. Thing. I think he if, eclipsed it. If he retires if this he year, the playoff. let's say hypothetically, he's probably not going to retire. Obviously, I think but it's hypoth- soon. It's sooner rather than later. Right now, hypothetically, hypothetically, he retires. This offseason. I think that eventually he would get there to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I agree. Like, maybe I he's maybe he, maybe he's ballot. not a first team no, Hall of no, first team no. ballot, but he might get but, there but like, after the first time. Maybe like six years? Six years after retirement? Six years? Seven, maybe? He retires this year. Eventually there's gonna be a weak Hall of Fame class. Mm-hmm. That's just missing somebody. They'll give it to. Take Patrick Willis seven years to get into the Hall of Fame. Fuck it. We'll we'll let we'll let Stafford get in there too. So yeah. So I think that um we're gonna sit on it, and I say, sure, eventually he yeah. will get into the Hall of Fame. But again, if he decides, if he continues to play this off season after this season, if he continues to play. Then yes, he will be a he is he's he will be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, without, I mean, give him a couple a more seasons of, without a doubt. Just yes. of just winning, I could see him getting on a first ballot without and, without a doubt. Honestly, yeah. without a doubt. Matt Stafford's stats compared to Troy Aikman's are better in every category except for oh, the Super Bowl. And Troy Aikman was a Hall of Famer, so that's that that's also a very good Troy point. Aikman, yeah, okay. he has anyway. two more Super Bowls, but every other stat, Matthew Stafford's. So to wrap up our Super Bowl 56 discussion, we want to thank you all for joining. Coming later this week, we are going to be entering speculation season where we take all of the off-season topics and throw them all together because it's going to be a long and bumpy off-season. We want you to be here with us. So thank you for joining, and we will see you next time.